Dramatica analysis of The Power of the Dog, recorded July 12, 2002, led by Jim Hall. Welcome to the Dramatica analysis of The Power of the Dog. Um, I am standing in for Chris Huntley in order to be able to get through this analysis, which will have to forgive my voice for those who are watching the recording. Um, but it does get worse at night, so we, we'll go through this quickly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I did a class earlier today, and it, it worked out fine, but we'll see how it goes. So tonight we're going to do The Power of the Dog, which was the best picture for last year, 2021. And it didn't win. It, it didn't win? What won? Photo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was nominated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the brain fog is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so um, it was nominated. Did it win Best Director? Am I wrong about that? It won Best Director. Okay. Um, so definitely critically lauded. And so we're going to talk about the story today from a dramatic point of view. Just before we get started, does anybody have any overall uh, opinions of the film that they would like to get out there? Any, any ex illustrations of their experience watching the film? Feel free. I, so this is Nick, and, and, and I just thought it was... Uh, uh, a, a decent slow burn. I mean, and, and maybe the music played a lot into that as in like, okay, it, it was interesting enough to keep me saying, what's going to happen next? How are they going to work this out? Okay. Anybody else? Thoughts? I just, I just, finished watching it right before we met and uh, uh, and um, it's that was the second time I think I went the first time I'll just say that it is a slow burn I agree with Nick and um, <clears throat> I'm curious to hear what people think of who is the main character who's the influence character that's gonna be an interesting discussion <laughs> yeah for, for me I, oh go ahead sorry I'm wavering between two particular characters flipping back and forth, but yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. <clears throat> oh, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. For me, it took me three times to get through it. I watched like 30 minutes and I watched another 40 minutes and I, I couldn't, I do not understand why this is so critically lauded at all. Um, so that's just my opinion. Um, and I think it has everything to do with the story. So there, this might be a difficult discussion just because of, the story but uh, i'm totally open to being completely wrong about that and everybody showing me oh no this is how great the story is that's just my own personal opinion because it's always nice to hear what people's uh, experience is of it and then seeing if you can see something within the story form or anything that would kind of reflect the reason why that is mm -hmm. um okay so Let's let's start with the objective story. What is this? What is the power of the dog all about? But it's a western. <laughs> all right. Uh, de de determining how the new Mrs. Burbank fits into the household. 
happening, how the new Mrs. Burbank gets into the household. Okay. I think it's more about, well, that's part of it. I think it's dealing with the psychological torment of a, of a bull. Did you say bully? Yeah, yeah, for lack of a better term. How about specifics? This is 1800s, not New Zealand, but Montana, right? 1920s. Ones. Yeah. Big sky, yeah, big sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're ranchers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our, our cast is uh, <clears throat> Bill Burbank. Oh, everybody's somebody's got it. Great. Bill Burbank. George Burbank, his brother. Rose, I forgot their last name. Gordon. Uh, and G- Rose, Rose Gordon. Gordon and Peter Peter Gordon are the main four main four main characters, I'd say. <clears throat> okay. And they're all brought together with determining how she fits in the household, dealing with the psychological torment of the bully. Yeah. One I put in my life in the outback, the rural <laughs> outback. <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be. Oh, right. 1925. All right. Well, I, I might do this a little bit differently than the way that Chris does it when we get to some stuff. Just dealing with the personality of the story first. But, jeez. <laughs> so let's talk about the main character. I'll come back to the objective story. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the main character of the piece? I think, I think, by the way, this is my first actual Dramatica um, um, analysis. Uh, You know, I've watched them for years. I've never actually participated in one, so I just want to say that. I wonder if it's um, Peter, because it's most of the story is told through his point of view. There's a point at which he disappears in like the, second act, I guess, or so. And I think it, um, then it may just hand off to his mother and then back to Peter. But I think Peter is the main character. And I think, um, oh, well, that's, this is what I thought first, that Peter is the main character and that Phil was the influence character. But now I wonder if it's the other way around because of what happens eventually. <clears throat> and that I wonder, I'm jumping around, but I, I at first I you thought that maybe Peter changes, but I think in uh, I think Peter might actually be the steadfast character. I don't know. These are these are just things that I'm just spitballing right now, but I'm wondering what people think. And are you are you Brendan Miggs from On those choices and how they fit together? Hmm? Are you Brendan Miggs sorry, from Discord? 
Are you Brendan Miggs? Yeah, on? Miggs. I oh, great. Oh, nice Miggs, to meet you. Yeah, Brendan Miggs, or I forgot what I go by on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so you're kind of in between those two characters, right? Phil or Peter. Yeah, and I flip back and forth wondering who's influence, who's main, um, like wondering what other people think. I think it's one of those. Okay. <laughs> I, I I had trouble. This is Nick. Uh, I had I really wanted it to be Peter uh, starting out, but the more I thought about it, the more I settled on Phil. Um, as Phil knows more than us, which is okay because the main character does. But when Phil discovers stuff, is when we discover stuff. We don't know about the wedding until Phil knows about the wedding until he's told. Um, we don't we we see a lot of of uh we we're with phil in the lake scene um before the intrusion of of peter onto the lake scene um and It, it just seems like we see things from his point of view or over his shoulder a lot of the time. Like when the car leaves to go to, when George takes the car to go a courting, um, and and when he beats up the horse, and when he dis, when when he uh, torments and sees that um, Rose is a, is an alcoholic in the alleyway. Um, so we seem to be learning a lot of things and in, in following his vision. And so that's why I ended up voting with him being the main character. <clears throat> and, and in a, that case, you'd think that Peter is the influence character in that case, or? I did, that's, that's where I settled on. Mm -hmm. There's a really big piece of information too that you're leaving out. That's because I want someone else to have fun. No. <laughs> so all the stuff Nick listed are things that Phil ends up learning secondhand, right? Like he's just going, oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. I'm watching this. But there's a really big one at the end that tells you exactly who's the main character. Is, is it the rope? About the rope? Yeah. Yeah. If, if Peter was the main character, we'd know what it was that he was doing. We wouldn't find it out. In the post-mortem. In the post-mortem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, oh, oh, okay. So if, if Peter was the main character, we would have known all along what he was plotting. Mm. Yeah, that's, all, that's overall story stuff. That's not really personal stuff. Well, like, from point of view, main characters can't do stuff that we're not aware of because then we don't get to be that main character. In a murder mystery, that can. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's storytelling. It's 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 that's the objective part of the story is the protecting his mom, etc. But like, what would be an example of a murder mystery where the main character is somebody we don't know? And I guess, I guess the fact that the first, and I don't have the actual 
Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, I'm just saying from a storytelling perspective, from his personal problem, I agree with you. Like he's, but uh, I think that if you're telling a story a certain way and you're telling a mystery and you're trying to hide something, I think you can certainly cut stuff out. That's not relevant to the over, that's not relevant to the personal story from an objective point of view. I'm not saying that this necessarily does that, but it's certainly a storytelling technique. Well, I think the role playing at the end is really tied to his personal issue. So I would say it's like, you know, like the crossover between main character and objective story. The nice thing about it is it continues the same list of things that uh, Nick had listed out where there are things that he's coming into secondhand nature, right? Like he's coming into it, getting the information He's like the last one in the room to know. Um, the other thing is there's a really nice scene where they're in front of the hills, right? Which is the whole thing where he, the kid sees beauty in it. And that's his. And, and the dog. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really clear uh, influence character moment on the main character. Is it like all the stuff he does too with the anchor? Is that a handkerchief? I don't know what it is, but. Um, yeah. that seems really a personal oh oh yeah when he's like in the the lake and doing all that stuff with the he's yeah. laying on the ground with the yeah with the yeah that's that whole lake scene <laughs> rubbing it all over himself yeah it's a complete main character stuff yeah interesting so, so go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. well because uh what what initially had me thinking it was peter was the beginning of the movie starts with Peter narrating about saving his mother, which is what I began to think was his motivation became his goal was to save <clears throat> his mother by plotting to kill Phil, you know, to, to, to stop the torment of her, to stop, you know, stop yeah. the tormentor and, and that I, that seems to be what his goal in the story is. Whether that, but I guess if someone is the narrator, does not necessarily mean they are the main character mm-hmm. necessarily. I think um, Shawshank Redemption would be an example of that, right? Because yeah, that's narrated by the influence character. But um, so uh, yeah. Oh, I first to admit, I don't have a good grasp on this at all. But I think that's I think he's the protagonist, and I think that's maybe him. Speaking as the protagonist. Okay. This is Peter you're talking about? Yeah. And just for clarification for Shawshank, um, Red is the main character. Oh, he's the main character? Oh, okay. He does narrate. Okay. Okay. I had that wrong. Um, So Peter might be the protagonist, right? You know, like trying to say... I think so. Yeah. And, And in this case... Bill might be the antagonist, and then, but then might be. But then Bill might. <laughs> yeah, be the there, there's a lot of might be's in there. We'll get to those. <laughs> now, is that does that whole? I mean, uh, protagonist as influence character and antagonist as main character. Does that? Yeah, does you, that? usually, if the main character is not the protagonist, the influence character will be the protagonist. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean then that means automatically the main character is the opposite. 
usually they're not both protagonist, antagonist, main character, influence character. For the most part, unless it's a really simple film, which I mean, there's only if there's only four people in this, it could be because Rose isn't doing anything. Rose is like what temptation, and I don't know, like of a lot of feeling, and I don't know what Peter is. Peter's logic, <laughs> control. Um, what else would he be? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that that's pretty much the motivations at play here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then if Peter is with pursuit and consider, and then Phil is avoid and reconsider, that that might work. I don't know for sure. By the way, I'm not, I'm not sure how these play out. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but does that make sense? With like, so for Phil is the the main character. <clears throat> and then the influence character, I think, is pretty clearly Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what kind of influence does Peter have on Bill? <clears throat> Aside well, from he... killing him? Seeing Peter at Peter's odd ways, you know, kind of effeminate or uh, 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 whatever that he is, uh, it brings out Phil's uh, internal homophobia, I think, uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it challenges Phil to deal with his own self-hatred, right? Yeah. Easily. Yeah, self-hatred, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that just kind of pours over everybody because he becomes this. I don't know. Maybe he's always been this terrible bully, but it sure shows in this movie. So I'm not <clears> so <throat> sure it's self hatred as as repression. Because okay. um, the late scene, he did seem pretty comfortable with himself. He just wasn't comfortable with other people knowing about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then what would be the relationship story through line of the story? Murder victim. <clears throat> when sociopaths meet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard one to label. I also feel there is a hint of a, um, I think if Peter didn't kill Phil, Phil would have been, is trying to, he sees himself as a young boy. He's got that Bronco Henry character that was his influence in his life. So he's might, what's kind of, uh, what's the term? Groom? Grooming. He's trying to groom him. Right. As a potential romantic partner. I think that's more, I don't think that's the objective view of the relationship. No. Okay. What do you think it is? I really think it is entrapping, entrapping someone like a, a spider and a fly. Okay. Well, and if you step away and look at it objectively from as an author's point of view, there's. But that's actually a grooming relationship too. 
that's a way to describe a grooming. It's it's a, a perpetrator trying to entwine someone. I mean, if you want to say that Peter's in control of that, then that that's fine. But Phil is not in control of that whatsoever. Well, Phil Phil is trying his own perpetration scheme, I think. <clears throat> but that's we didn't realize, you know, you don't realize until the end that Peter was trying to kill Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the point is that we're we know the whole story now as analyzers and analysts, and the author knows the whole story. Right, and mm -hmm. and and there's evidence that they were both spider and flies to each other. Yeah. Um, although, in order to buy a Philip change, you got to almost think that Philip did change in his attitude towards Pete. I myself tend to think that uh, um, he was using Pete. Uh, to further isolate Rose, um, to take away what Rose valued. Um, and I never liked the whole idea of going out to the cliffs or the rope and all that stuff. Cause it looked like, okay, that boy ain't coming back. Um. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all part of Peter's plan. I mean, that, that's how Peter, Peter. No, that's Phil's plan. Mm -mm. Yeah. Watch yeah. it again. I did. Peter does the parade in front of him specifically to engender his sympathy, which he had none of before. It's a, it's a total entrapment by Peter, completely. He's playing him from day one. He's decided probably from day one, either when he burns the, the flake flowers or when he hears that his mom is in danger, that he's going to kill this guy. And this is his way to do it. There is a scene somewhere in the middle of a movie when, he, when Peter is in... He he's visits his mom in in his, in her room and she's drunk. And yeah. there's a line where he says she's saying we're we're not unreachable. Unreachable. And he says, Mom, you don't need to do this. I'll I'll see to it you don't need to do this. Oh yeah, he's he's that's planning he, to kill that's his when he decides. I he think knows, that's yeah. absolutely he, he decides and him him getting Phil to adopt him as it were, or, or, or spend time with him is, is completely in his plan and his control. It, it is not instigated by, by uh, Phil. I don't know how you explain that, that cowhand camp scene then. Cause Phil's the one who initiates the change in attitude. No, Peter does. Yeah. Peter knows yeah, if he goes and parades in front of everybody in his white shoes, and in a feat, he's going to engender sympathy because he knows Phil is a repressed homosexual. By yeah, coming I, across I those, if, I don't know if it's so clear if he's so linear about that. I, I think he's just. Peter, an odd I think guy. he's incredibly he's linear. He's, he's a methodical scientist and doctor. He's their doctor to be. I think he's inc incredibly methodical. He's a serial killer. I mean, he's pathological. He's trying to save his mom. But yeah, but yeah, he's a killer. <laughs> and why is um, Phil? And he's a rabbit so killer. Too. Yeah. <laughs> why that was Phil for science. That was for science. <laughs> why is Phil so uh, bothered by Rose? Yeah, that's a good question. Because she's intruding on on on. On, on Phil and George's relationship. George is feeling alone because of the the repressive attitudes and the bullying that 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 uh, um, 
that 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 Phil imposes upon George, but he expects George to be there all the time. Just remember that this has been 25 years we've been running this thing. Um, and, and George's words are, yeah, it's been a damn long time. Um, <laughs> George, George says to Rose, he, he, he's so tired of being alone when they're out there on, 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 on the steps having tea or not, on, you know, on the hillside on the way right. back. Um, George is leaving Phil and yeah. he's leaving her. He's leaving Phil for a woman. And 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 a woman is coming into what may be the next Mrs. Burbank bossing the household, and that just upsets everything for Phil. Yes, <clears throat> I just wanted to get that in there because it, it it's an important part of the story. Right. Well, it, it's also like the same reason. Remember when the hides, she sells the hide. He was going to burn the hides anyway. And she sells them and he's so mad. He's like, they were mine. I needed them. Well, he, he did, you know, he, yeah, just, he, was, he was using them for the rope. <clears throat> Not that many hides. Not that many Not hides. That many hides. <laughs> did you see how many hides they were stacking up during the course of that summer? <laughs> yeah, but she, she got rid of all of them. Yes, she did. He so that's why he's upset. Yes, he didn't need. <laughs> no, he didn't need all of them, but right, there are none of them now. more, probably or two. Right, and he has zero to make a rope for someone he thinks he's falling in love with. So, yeah. or to finish the rope, which was emblematic of the way that uh, Peter's dad died. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting. interesting. Right. So then, <clears throat> excuse me. So if Phil is the main character, we'll go on to the main character dynamics. What would be his resolve? Is it changed? Like he's changed. <clears throat> he's opened up a little about, you know, he's, he talks about what's the guy's name? Buck Wild or something? Or? Uh, Bronco, Bronco Henry. Henry. <laughs> Bronco Henry. Thank you. Yeah. Bronco knows how to ride. And in the beginning, he's really repressed, right? And then eventually he gets to the place where he's got the handkerchief and he's growing to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, is there something at the end that could really signify a complete change? Well, when, when the hides were, were gone, that's when Phil said, I have a hide that I can give you to finish the rope. Okay. And um that and then he gives him the anthrax ridden one. Um <clears throat> and um and he was taken by that, if I recall, and said, I'll 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 make sure I finish it tonight or or whatever. But he was really taken with that. I think that would signify, you know, and just and then he said, um, from here on out, it's gonna be plain sailing for you now. Here, I'll make sure that like he's not going to get trouble from people. Although he was the main troublemaker for him. What was the line that he said again? Uh, from here on out, it'll be plain sailing for you, or smooth, kind of smooth sailing, something like that. Then <clears throat> with he, what? I'm sorry. No, she's. Oops. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so 
he's changed where he's out of the bully to then now being open and mm -hmm. no more of this stuff right mm -hmm. all right so then that would mean in order for it to work that uh mr peter would be steadfast how do we do we see that play out well there's a scene that they were both sitting out they wrote out and Bill said something, Bronco Henry always told him, uh, the measure of a man is something, something, I forgot exactly what it was. But then Peter said, my dad said it was obstacles and that you need to remove them. I mean, it was like pretty clearly stated there. I think to me, that seems to be the resolve and I, that's when I realized, oh, like he's been doing that all along. You know, he's been, you know, from the beginning of the narration of the story, he's been wanting to save his mother. Um, <clears throat> so. and, and he certainly still sees the beauty and stuff, even though he's been through a lot of, you know. Yeah, I mean, I he, he puts those white, he gets rid of the cowboy boots and puts the white shoes back on, which is, I think that, you know, he's, even more comfortable with who he is, whatever that may be. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's just poisonous. Yeah, and he influences <laughs> um, Bill to come to the same place. Right. That's good. All right. What's yeah, that place that he influences Phil towards? Oh, to be more comfortable with who he is, to be more open, and to okay. be, yeah. It seems like that. So uh, now, with the resolve, it's the beginning to the end, but then the arc is the growth. So in regards to Phil, does he seem like he is growing out of something and abandoning um, a element or is he growing into a new behavior is this where we always ask is the audience waiting for something to start or stop is that also the same yeah it, it is if it's a steadfast story usually but in this one for okay. the main character the classic thing is stop is they have a huge chip on their shoulder and then start is they need to step up to the plate they have um, he really seems like he has both and i know that's a bit of a cop-out but i think they've given him both of those which okay. is maybe why it's hard to connect to um i mean the guy's got a huge ship on his shoulder, huge ship on his shoulder yeah he also that's has, the one that's yeah. when he has moments by himself he's obviously got an incredibly deep hole in his heart so yeah, and I would say he's his own worst enemy. Like, um, anytime, it's like, dude, if you just would stop doing that, you wouldn't have such an issue. <laughs> he can't help himself but be a bully and stop things from happening because he doesn't want, you know, to have to deal with those feelings. So, yeah, I would say definitely chip on the shoulder. Um <clears throat> And he's his own worst enemy, like you were saying. So tends to be a stop uh, characteristic. 
Yeah. yeah and, and he eventually stops what it is that he was doing. But there's such a backlog of stuff that he's brought with him that, that he now has to reckon with. I just thought, usually Chris skips this, but I thought this one was like super clear. All right. How about the approach? Uh, doer or beer? For Phil. Do you prefer to solve problems externally first and then change himself, or does he like to change internally first and then solve problems externally? So this is Nick, and 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 I was thinking that um, he he really does like to give orders and get other people to do things or to not do things, and people seem to wait on him. Um, and to me, those seem to be more of a beer type person. Um, I I think the only time I actually saw him do something i'm trying to think of the times i saw him do things to try and resolve problems was he wrote the old he wrote his parents um but otherwise he he seemed to um his bullying was all for the most part mental bullying it was it was not physically beating up on people Right. Yeah, it's his presence that. Yeah, like to me, it's like super passive aggressive. Like, um, even though he's like upstairs playing the guitar, right? Banjo, banjo, or yeah. banjo. So there's that element of like, I'm gonna mess with you, like get you to be a certain way, just with right. this, like you know, as opposed to like playing it so loud that you can't hear or something or smashing the guitar over her head or something like that is much more of a beer yeah yeah i mean even just the fact of of one time peter was talking to rose outside and he walked up into the house and she just it was just his uh phil's being there was torment to her he didn't even do anything he was just being mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and, you know, all that <clears throat> That's yeah, that, that's that, that's in line with being a bully too. I think for sure. All right, main character, mental sex, male or female? I vote for letting the machine pick it. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess female because I just couldn't. I just couldn't buy into this and I, or, or I couldn't hook into it. Um, I definitely think he does a lot of rebalancing in, in sort of the ways we were actually discussing, like, you know, the whistling and the, 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 the psychological kind of power shifting that he does. And, um, and I know that, you know, the influence character doesn't have to be inverse, but I've, I've found Peter extremely methodical. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's interesting though, because I also found Peter to have a lot of beer tendencies too, like a lot of the self-soothing stuff and the, you know, the hula hooping and the comb and all. Yeah. 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 Ye
Is there any specific? Well, the whistling is a really good one. Psychological power shifting. Any other ideas of personal things? Somebody? Yeah, I mean, I think using using his, you know, using a relationship with Henry, or sorry, who's Henry? Um, with Peter to affect, uh, what's her name? Um, the mom. Oh, that's a great one. It's a good example, yeah. It's very it's much a, oh, a yeah. balancing thing. Yes, like, hey, I'm just going to take off of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, okay, you're gonna take off with my George. I'll take off with your Peter here or something. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like tit for tat kind of. Oh, that's yeah. a great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to the story dynamics. So, does that make him? So then, because of that, he's a female, mental sex main character. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oops, sorry. Thank of course. you. Of course, of course, of course. Okay, so let's now move on to the plot. <clears throat> Story driver, is it action or decision driven? Starts the story and what ends it? Well, ending it is the death. <laughs> Getting the anthrax. <laughs> seems to work its way in before i see hmm. something that starts it as far as an action goes or even a decision goes um we get the action of the i mean uh, we never see any of it though we don't we don't even see the marriage but we don't see the de the deliberation of getting married that's for sure but you see the bullying and the bullying is in action So there's a really interesting thing that we found when it comes to female mental sex, almost all the time, there's no initial story driver. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Because usually it's like, because there's a, a huge preference for cause and effect. Mm. It's just, you just move into that direction and now you got a story going. It's like why yeah. the matrix inside Hamilton is like, uh, he chooses Neo. I don't know if that really works. But definitely, like the end is always definitely clear because then that that sets you off in a new direction. And usually, there's some other plot points in there because the the concluding murder thing is super clear. But I agree, like in the beginning, it's like what? And I, I mean, I she, also, she moves yeah. in, right? That's an action, but it happens half Pretty hour more in. into the movie. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that like the first plot point or something? I think probably, yeah, yeah. So you see, like those can be really clear, just like red, red pill, blue pill is really clear. <clears throat> and that first one is like six cents, same thing. How does that start? You know, it's like I'm not really sure. And I, I agree with you also, the being able to empathize with the story. That that was why I, I said female mental sex, because it was so hard for me to get through. Yeah, me too. Because of that. Um and so that it's just more difficult for people to understand because it's like, when is it going to start? When is it going to start? 
but, I, but it, I'm good. I don't I don't need to have every single story guy running. It, it's right. clearly action. <laughs> but like even Phil's tormenting, which he does throughout, but the first torment starts in the in the restaurant, right? Uh, at, at dinner. And first he's tormenting Peter, uh, which causes Rose to become upset. And then George kind of comforts her and that kind of starts the, kind of gets their marriage going in a way, you know? So I, even Phil's tendency to torment, which is, I would say is an action. And you know, he does, uh, it, it is even driving aspects of that part of the story. I, I wonder, I can, one can argue, I think. But. His, yeah, bullying, his, his bullying though, isn't goal directed. It's just, a, it's a characteristic of his personality coming yeah. from inside himself internally. Right. And then he's expressing his own self anger or if right. you want to get too Freudian about it. Yeah, and, and, and you actually see his bullying starting pretty quick in the show. When he comes in and says, hey, fat, so you figured out what it, what it, day it is now? Come on mm -hmm. now, you can figure it out. So first of all, he's calling, mm -hmm. still calling him fatso. Um, mm -hmm. and, and two, he's belittling his brother for not remembering it's the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Oh, what was that 25th anniversary of Obronco Henry's? No, their first, their their first, first run cattle, together. Cattle, yeah. cattle drive. Oh, 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 okay. When the brothers took over. All right. Yeah, and it's just like, it just kind of starts and it's headed in this direction or there's a new direction. <clears throat> All right. So now the story limit, option lock or time lock. Anybody? Yeah. This is why I like Phil as the protagonist. <laughs> there's only so many ways to get rid of Rose. Well, uh, Peter's going back to school. He only has a certain amount of time to solve the problem that that summer. Yeah, no, it's it's not okay. So it's pre, not it's not a time lock because it's just not a date and time certain, and and we need to see everything happen at or at right before that date and time, um, and it's not brought up continuously to us throughout the show. Um, to add the pressure of, of elimination of time. Um, on the other hand, the options, if you want to say that, that, that Peter is the protagonist, what are the options he goes through in dealing with whatever his goal is? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe when we get to the how the through lines are arranged and what the actual goal is, it might be easier to come back to this to see what those options are. Because right now it's kind of I agree there's no set time lock. It would have been great because I would have made a complete sense as to why it's really impossible to relate to. But um I think it's treated like an option lock, you know, like over the summer. It's not. You know, oh, it's June. Now it's July. Now it's August. And we're going back to school. That kind of thing. All right. Story outcome. This might have to wait too. 
Well, let's do story judgment. Good or bad. For um, Bill in particular, what's the judgment of the story? What does it feel like? I mean, if you were to do both of them, you can do both of them at the same time if you like. Um, so for you're saying the judgment for Phil? Uh, judgments usually it's the story judgment so it's the story as a whole but it's usually played out in the main character and whether or not their personal issues are resolved well it works out poorly for phil <laughs> on the other hand the story at the end does not seem to have any angst left when the bully's gone everyone's happy yeah even right. the bully's mother seems to be at peace now. Yeah, she stopped drinking. Rose, uh, that that's Peter's. But uh, as far as the the Phil's mom, she gives the family jewelry to the new Mrs. Burbank. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, George I mean, is not last, tormented, but yeah. So. The last image is Peter looking out the window at at George and Rose coming home and kissing and. All is well, it seems, you know. Yeah, we're really hoping Peter's smiling. <laughs> but how is otherwise that's bad news for George? <laughs> what well, what's the judgment on Phil's change though? <clears throat> on Phil's change. So this is about Phil's change, not objective story. Well, the, the argument of the story, all the reason why you have all these things is you're trying to put forth an argument. And the way that it's set up is it's saying because of Phil's change and because of him stopping this sort of thing, it resulted in this, and that was a good or bad thing for Phil. Well, he seemed like his last thing he does is try to find Peter with give him the uh Mm-hmm. The rope, right? Mm-hmm. Which sort of feels like it's an open kind of, you know, I'm giving less. Uh, uh, there's a generosity spirit there. Yeah. Is that what you're? These four. Which one does it feel like? Well, maybe it's personal tragedy because it's there's an aspect of maybe he's made the change and he was giving a gift and, you know, a generosity. Although I still think he's he's playing at something. He's still scheming. too. But then it's a tragedy because he dies. So I don't know. Um, Does this really apply? Because it's holistic. So the 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 intention and um uh, I, I overwhelm get, yeah i wouldn't get into that stuff because that's that's subtext so i would just leave mm. it. Oh. oh yeah yeah i would just leave it to dramatic 4.0 stuff so just the triumph personal triumph personal tragedy or tragedy which one it doesn't feel like a tragedy no it doesn't feel, it like, feel a like a tragedy okay 
I'd say that's the first one it doesn't feel like. And I don't think that's the intention of the filmmaker. I mean, this is about, this is very much about the toxic masculinity and that is excised from the equation. So that seems successful. Um, I don't think it's a tragedy. You don't think it's a personal tragedy? Uh, Maybe, it may be a personal tragedy. I don't think it's a complete tragedy. Um, Can we leave it open and and talk about the three lines? Yeah. See where that gets us? Okay, let's do that. Let me bring up. All righty. Oh, let's do this. Boom. All right. I'm going to use this chart. And let's bring this up here. All right. So you have situation, activity, manipulation, and fixed attitude or universe, physics, psychology, and um, mind. And we know, we know Phil is a beer and feel very strongly about the stop growth. We could put both the objective story and the main character down here in these bottom two. Which one is which? Well, I vote for repression and fixed attitude with Phil and a dysfunctional family with manipulation. Anybody have any counters for that? Lights here. I I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, Yeah, I'd agree with about fixed attitude. I'm not picking up on dysfunctional, well, dysfunctional family, I guess, yeah. That that would be the objective uh, or the relationship. Is that are you saying manipulation is the relationship or the I would no, say manipulation is the objective story, right? The OS story, yeah. The uh, because that's where all the dysfunctional stuff is going on. The okay. bullying, because it's like passive aggressive bullying, manipulation is the scheming with Peter doing his thing. And then <clears throat> Bill definitely is a mind character like just bad attitude and just has a lot of repressed stuff going on mm-hmm. repressed memories pre-conscious subconscious all those innermost desire like everything is filled here mm-hmm. which would then put peter in universe or situation and how does that feel And, and it, it's not him personally, it's how the kind of influence he has on Phil. That feels right. Oh, would, would anybody have any ideas of how that would play out or why that would be a universe? Just an overall feeling. What, what would be some illustrations of... Um, so... Uh, uh... I guess in the period of the film, um, Phil is the only character who's a Nancy. <laughs> yes, and, and that seems to be a, a unique status and characteristic of his. You mean, you mean Peter is? Peter. I mean Peter. I meant Peter. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah. Yeah, and, and but yeah. the challenging part is he doesn't seem to care. No. I'll wear whatever I want, right? Like that's, that's the total universe. Like he's challenging him just by like that scene where he walked through the camp. Total universe influence character. Yep. You know, and yeah, like, and Bill is overcompensating for it with his hyper toxic masculinity, you know, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting observation. Well, and you saw that same challenge start out when, when, when Peter comes up and said, well, actually, I did the flowers. Yeah. When it's clear that this is, that is not the thing you want to say if you're trying to avoid a confrontation. Um, <laughs> You are yeah. just asking for trouble going up to a bunch of cowboys like that. His physicality is very effeminate, very thin, wiry, not built for this place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's good. So that feels right. And, so and relationship feel, would be activity. Is that the right? So then their their relationship then would be it would grow through the activities that they do together. Mm -hmm. So that that's where <clears throat> I do agree that there's you know this, that's fight or fly but i also feel like there's an element of grooming that's going on there mm -hmm. because doesn't he get him to get on the the saddle and all that kind of stuff yeah and then going out hey let's go out here and do this let's do that <clears throat> rope stuff it's just some rope tugging yeah yeah it's getting to a place of physicality killing the rabbit killing, yeah it, oh um don't they go and they yeah, yeah, yeah. They they move right, all that. the rabbit that that's leg was broken. That he's yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That, that Peter neck. is so nicely petting, and then all of a sudden we hear the neck break. Yeah. <laughs> and that that, that should have taken the warning there. That exactly. That should have been a coup to foul. <laughs> yeah. But then that brings them closer together. Although, although he just Phil Phil also uh, you know chopped off pulled pulled the guys pulled the bulls castrated the bull. Yeah, oh, yeah, his hands. So yeah, they're both bare hands. He used a yeah. knife, but it was his bare hands. His bare hands. This was just one of the most disgusting. Yeah, I think that was real too. Right? Yeah. Like he actually did that. Um, that wasn't like a fake bull. The Humane um, Society let them do that. Yeah, no, I think that was a real thing. They had oysters Rockefeller afterwards. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? You can't let a good cream sauce go to the waste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, no pressure. So there's a nice balance with all four through lines. It's really that part's great. Yeah. It works for the stop and it works for the beer. So that falls in line with everything. So I think you're right. Day, it doesn't it doesn't have the it doesn't have the humane society seal. So you're probably right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere and I was really shocked actually. Yeah, it's shocking. Um well, the whipping uh, scene, there were a, an apparent whipping of the horse that uh, Phil was doing after he was really angry. Remember, he was taking it out. That, that, that did not seem like a humane scene either. Yeah. Maybe yeah. There's different rules in Australia, too. Um, New Zealand. New Zealand. It's just some mirrors they do. Yeah. Um, okay, so then let's do the concerns. So step down into it, and we don't have the theme browser, but we got everything right here. Um, which corner of the chart feels like 
this is where the source of conflict is for all four through lines. Mm -hmm. Anybody want to venture a guess? Look at this a little closer too. <laughs> Sorry about that. So this is Nick. I was originally leaning towards the uh, bottom left, future obtaining innermost desires, um, most and changing one's nature, with the emphasis being on the bottom left of the bottom two. But after I just saw it, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the top left, past understanding, memories, and developing a plan. And it seems that 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 fills. <clears throat> memories torment him and keep him going at the same time of, of Bronco, Bronco Henry and and the Peter brings the past in that sense to Phil and then Peter has his own concerns of the past vis-a-vis -vis his father um, abandoning the family unit by killing himself um, and he feels he has to rectify or stand in for his father there. Um, in the manipulation, it seems like there, there's always um, conflict about the developing plans um, uh, for for like, okay, so so what are we gonna do at the saloon? We have to wait for the brother to come um, before we can toast Bronco Henry when when, we have the secret plans to get married by George, um, and 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 because he doesn't want to face the opposition of, of Phil, he does it without telling anyone. Um, and and um, of course, there's the big developing a plan for for getting rid of Phil, um, and there's arguably the developing the plan for grooming Peter. Um, and then they, they uh, as a relationship, they, they have a very odd understanding of how each other is working and it grows through that understanding. Um, and that's probably the one where I have my hardest part as far as that corner, um, but I'm not wedded to those it's just that that really all of a sudden struck me with bronco henry and the dad um and the developing the plans i think i think that's pretty that's a pretty observant the understanding i like uh i i think of the scene in the barn where he's finishing the rope and peter lights this cigarette and they're just having a conversation and <clears throat> you mean they're a passing lot. a faggot around <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, uh, at least the rope got longer. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff in that scene, but anyway, but like, it's like their dialogue is revealing things to each other. There's a sense of understanding. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think those are good arguments for that mm -hmm. quadrant. Uh, 
you said the top left quadrant. <clears throat> okay. Does anybody oh, have any other things that they see? So if I were to argue against myself where I was initially, just to throw it out there. <laughs> um, everyone in the OS is dealing with the changing nature of the family um, with the new Mrs. Burbank coming in um, and the changing nature of the brother's relationship um, and, and uh, what it means to have a ranch house when you've got a Nancy in, in there, um, the, the innermost desires really do seem, and fears, desires and fears, um, just as much are tied to Bronco Henry um, and, and, and Phil's um, concerns and his repression about not wanting to have others know what his desires are. Um, uh future and, and how things are going to end is is an area in which peter definitely is concerned and has an impact because what kind of man would he be if he did not save his mother saving someone is about the future from an impending disaster um and he sees that she is getting worse and worse uh drinking um and he's going to take care of her future by impacting on on Bronco Henry on activities. Um, if you're talking about a spider and a fly and grooming, that's pretty much obtaining or losing. Um, and mm -hmm. so that was that was my initial argument. <laughs> okay, so we have um, past understanding. Well, now that you explain that, now I like that one too. <laughs> You want to do all four of them, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I like. I don't. I like the broader concerns less, but then I like the um, the variations um, under the bottom right. So, like, uh, attract and repel as a. Um, What's his name? Peter. Um, you know, the attraction of being who he is and the repulsion of being who he is. Um, and then um, that would put uh, Phil in um, contemplation. So Investigation, appraisal, repair, doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think I like all of those for him. Um, proficient, permission, need, expediency. I think that's strong overall. And then um, prerequisite strat. I mean, strategy for the murder <laughs> um maybe i'm not sure 
Um, I also, you know, I kind of like the top left. I couldn't see the pass for him as a concern for, for Peter. That was the only one I was struggling with. Well, there's some interdiction maybe there. So, so I really like how you jumped beyond the concerns down into the variations because in also in our mental sex stories, usually there isn't because there isn't a emphasis on plot and of solving a problem. Yeah. It's usually the emphasis is on the variations and they will really come up. I think they're strong, far, far stronger and more um, apparent in this than the concerns. Yeah, and I, I would have a hard time doing conceiving, present, gathering information, contemplations, yeah. which is why it's difficult to figure out who's protagonist, antagonist. Mm -hmm. All the issues that you were bringing up, that's where I definitely gravitated towards because it's the, the female mental sex mind is all about variation. And so what you can and can't do what you want or what you won't do demands i mean all of phil's manipulations oh dang it mm. <laughs> those manipulations are in this area mm -hmm. right and not to say you know like um brendan brought up that last sequence in the barn it's probably understanding is the last act because that's definitely feels more like that's in that spot or maybe learning one of those two but yeah, like for the past, it's harder to see Peter having issues of fate and destiny and having that be the thing that challenges yeah. Bill, as opposed to doing, you know, trying to ride the horse, he can't do it, but then just doing whatever he wants because he is who he is, right? Regardless mm -hmm. of who else. I think out of all of them, this is like the strongest group of four. You know, and then Phil's like just hiding out, doesn't want anybody to look into his little private stash. Oh, yeah. And he seems very like, I don't like you, but I'm attracted to you. I don't know why I'm attracted to you. What is this? Mm -hmm. you know, going back and forth between appraisal and reappraisal. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and definitely preconditions, you know, this is what a man does. And then these are the steps, you know, to be a rancher, that kind of stuff. I could definitely see that. I I see the variations much more strongly than I do. The what do you think, Nick? Since you spent time doing these other two, um, so I probably agree. It's not the upper right corner. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I don't have nearly the problem at, at, at seeing the variations of fate, destiny, prediction, and interdiction as impacting uh, the places where there can be impact upon on Phil, because we actually see one of the things he says is is when 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 Peter comes on to the land, um, he starts talking to the cowboys about what they're going to see. Um, this Nancy guy prancing around and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, and, and, mm. uh, um, as far as, as Phil's, uh, Peter's issues is, is clearly he's, he's predicting and trying to interdict what, what Phil is doing to Rose. Um, and, and 
for me, prediction and interdiction are very closely tied to, to fate and destiny. Um, just because you're trying to stop something from happening that's, that's fated to happen and it's destined along that path. Um, and, and in a very strong sense, if, if Peter is baiting Phil, then he's using a, a sense of fate and destiny on Phil's part uh, to bait him. Um, but, you know, it's, it, so that, that part was not a problem for me. Um, I, I, I'm so investigation. For a mindset, as 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 I, I guess this would be throwing up, trying to throw up a wall against investigation, but we really don't see that play out anywhere other than he keeps his secret porn stash secret, um, and and that doesn't seem to be something that's playing throughout the story wide. Um, I think that doubt is a little bit of an issue just because I, I believe that the definition of doubt is having your doubts without investigating. And, and so where, where do we see him choose not to investigate and, and just have a doubt about something? Um, I do agree that, that, that you could, easily put in appraisal and reappraisal of, of you could put in appraisal and reappraisal only with the relationship with Peter. Where do I see him doing it with himself or with any other character in the show? Well, with appraisal and reappraisal, it's him personally, right? So if he's repressed, he does seem to be intrigued with uh peter and that intrigued nature is like what are you all about like i want to find out more about you i think this is like you're messing with me or something or i I don't know what these feelings are i don't i don't want to come out with this sort of stuff that i have going on and so it's much more about just him personally because a lot of the stuff that you were saying about the past like prediction and interdiction if it's about him baiting Phil, then that would be much more in the relationship story through line. And if it's about trying to stop his mom from getting bullied or trying to get in the way of that kind of stuff, then that's much more in the objective story. Whereas what Phil's or Peter's influence on Phil is his physicality. And it's not that his physicality is from the past and that he somehow stumbled upon being gay or this was his destiny. <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's was, what he's doing in the present situation. It, it, like his complete sense of knowing exactly who he is in this out in the middle of nowhere place, regardless of who he repels and the stuff that he's going to attempt to do when he's clearly not cut out to do this kind of work. I was going to say with regards to, to doubt and Phil, it's... um. You know, despite all the evidence to the contrary, is physique magazines and basically being in love with 
I keep forgetting that Buck Henry, but uh, no. Bronco. Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry, thank you. Buck Henry wrote The Graduate, um, <laughs> which is a good reason to love him. Uh, but despite all the evidence to that, he's still, you know, I can't, can't, no way it can be a sissy boy, right? Yeah, um, he doubts his own feelings. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm macho, macho man. So I think that's there for sure. Um, investigation yeah i mean yeah. i'm not going to investigate this because so let's I'm do this my work to go so let's do this so if let's do um the bottom right first that would mean the objective story is goal is conceiving and the consequence is would be learning and so that would mean whoever's the protagonist would be driven towards conceiving and the antagonist would be driven towards learning. Any ideas behind that? And I guess I'm talking to Johnny because Johnny's the one who is in this area. Do you see any sort of protagonist, antagonist sort of thing? Um, I'm not seeing the concerns very well. So, um, what is the conflict? going on with phil screwing with rose is he trying to get um his brother to get an idea of what's wrong with his sister or his wife or is he teaching him like he's trying to drive her mad right i think so or at least drive her away drive yeah but and he's he's doing it through manipulation make her crazy yeah so isn't isn't this somebody a toxic a toxic masculine man who's trying to get other people to get the idea that they shouldn't do the things that they want to do and they can't do the things that they want to do like he's messing with them and i don't know if peter is doing as much as a driving force protagonist as much as avoiding it or trying to prevent that from happening to his mother okay you see that right so again it's if it's female mental sex it's gonna be harder to think of like goal and consequence right but it seems like if you just think of the direction that the story is going in it seems like the efforts to conceive it's not like Peter is trying to get the idea. He knows exactly what he wants to do, right? It's just... It's just executing, yeah. It's just executing it to a place where... Or getting it to a place where you can get it happening. And, you know, the, the consequence of learning, like, oh, it's almost like, as an audience, the consequence, which is the learning what really happened with the rope and all that stuff mm -hmm. because nobody got the idea of, of what was really going on mm -hmm. so can i ask a question so you as a protagonist you're saying a protagonist would share the same concern or quad concern it's, it's, as yeah when you have the goal and consequence so like in this Overall example the goal would be story oh, and sorry. then the influence character 
Yeah, no, go, I'm, I'm just closer to the screen to hear you. What was that again? Oh, sorry. Yeah, there was a, a thing that happened. Um, so if you have a goal of conceiving and a consequence of learning, typically it feels like the protagonist is somehow aligned with the goal because they're the one pursuing it. They're headed in that direction. And then the antagonist is preventing or avoiding that goal and then therefore feels like they're kind of aligned with the consequence. Okay. So in some stories, it feels like the protagonist is for the goal and the antagonist is for the consequence. I, di I didn't realize that, that that was the relationship in the structure here. That uh, that 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 learn today, yeah. That yeah. is a it is you're saying that it seems like that because there's other shows where the antagonist is more about antagonistic towards preventing or avoiding the goal and not necessarily so much about fostering or engendering the consequence. Is that correct? Or does uh, is the antagonist always about fostering and engendering the consequence? You mean the antagonist is always about that? Antagonist, yes. Not, I, they're not for the consequence. It's they're avoiding or preventing a goal, and so because of that, it feels like okay. they the are consequence failed. has room to happen. Yeah. Okay. So you can play with that. You can make it like. Okay, they, they, they're for it 100%, right? Or they just like, hey, that worked out the way that I wanted it to. Okay. You know, and it's almost like because of what Phil did, he learns like, oh, he learns a little too late what really happened. You think he learned? I mean... Like in the meaning of the story, I don't know if you like personally learned it, you know, but the the meaning of the story, it's like teaching toxic masculinity a lesson. That's what I think. <clears throat> right. His realization comes too late. Yeah. Like if he, you know, convinced him. That's the essence of a tragedy, though. Just then. That's that's the thing, and so uh, to me that would be a failure bad story. Hmm. So, and in a failure bad story, but especially a female mental sex story, there's so much of a disconnection between objective and subjective stuff that it that's also why it feels like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> really hard because it's like wow. Like a female mental sex doesn't really think anything's a tragedy. Things are the way they are. Things work out the mm. way they're supposed to be. But it's because he wasn't really connected with what was really going on that it's a little too little too late. So that's the balance. It seems like that's awfully, awfully feel centered and not overall story centered, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, the story ends up. I don't feel like it's a failure bad. It, it doesn't, no. And yeah, also, like, if it's hard to reconcile the filmmakers saying we're getting getting rid of this bullying, toxic bullying, and he's changed his um 
is 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 something that's a detriment or something that's, that's necessarily bad um but also to think of it like it's not <clears throat> an no. if then thing like if you change then this happens right it's more like like toxic masculinity as a whole is a <clears throat> tragic thing like there's no winning i'm not sure what the success is um objectively i mean i guess if if then if, if peter is the if you wanted to make it a success because clearly phil loses right so if peter yeah i guess what i'm struggling with is is what why he wouldn't be a steadfast character and i don't believe he is but Oh, it seems uh, more on point to the message you'd want to be getting across the argument you're making it's like if you hold on to toxic masculinity masculinity that's a tragic thing no no that's what i'm saying there's not an if then thing so he has a he has a clear inequity right like he's not real with himself and he, he gets to a place where he can balance that so female mental sex it's not like i i changed to this and it's a complete 180. there's a balancing between those two elements right like Neo at the end of the Matrix, he's balancing between faith and disbelief. Okay. You know, he he bullets, but then he's like, "Hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but I kind of believe in myself now." <laughs> so there's a nice tender balance because that's female mental sex, right? Like you know, so he gets to that place and opens himself up, but it's still like I'm not. I'm not sure how that would play out as a that the intentions that were in the film worked out successfully like i think the intention there is for phil to drive everybody away oops but then he okay. softens in regards to peter and he softens. he actually softens with everybody else that's the thing but and in, in softening he opens himself up to yeah. being murdered like yeah <laughs> there's a certain sense of unrequited love yeah oh totally i totally yeah which is that's the tragedy tragedy and he he just dies he doesn't even realize that he's died for what reason yeah because he thought things were working out but hey this rope working. goes under the bed and no one ever knows and yet uh that that's that's why i think it's a consequence of no one's ever going to know no one's going to learn what really happened well, Peter, Peter will know. The only one Peter that knows is Peter. If he's yeah. the antagonist, then he makes sense. It was a perfect crime. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that leave us? <laughs> Leak. No, it leaves us like in a really weird, disconnected state that doesn't make any sense. But... Um, Which is not the feeling that the movie leaves us with. What's the dividends of this movie? Dividends would be contemplations. So it would be the conscious considerations that are played out. But I mean, I would be more considerate of people thinking about what's actually going on. Um, okay. Being conscious of the fact that you are gay. <laughs> and other people know that you are gay. By the way, I'll just throw this out there. But if you wanted to make the argument that 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 Phil was change, 
I think that that while it's afterwards, <laughs> we're given a sim symbol of it by the morticians, I think, bathe him and then shave him. Um, and and in a sense, that's being shorn of his toxic masculinity. Oh. I stink and I like it. Um, <laughs> And and he's lost his his male beard. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Isn't the fact that the, the, he finished the rope? Um, in effect, he he did finish that. So um, it's a reversal. If if in fact Phil's the main character, he finally gave something to Peter that was done it was the instrument of his death but he he gave it to peter he finished it for him yeah he finished it but he didn't actually get to give it to peter that's the thing so is that the failure well he must have because peter eventually had it so uh, he george handled said, it yeah george said i'll give it to him and i didn't catch that picked it off the ground yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost this idea where a lot of times in the psychology domain for an objective story even though everybody has their own sort of manipulations that are going on, it's typically about one person, the who's usually the main character, whoever the featured person, and, and their discovery of what's going on. So, like, um, uh, what's the example I want to use? the The idea that it's Phil getting the idea of what. getting a clue as to like what, what's really going on here with his life and the inequity of him trying to mess with everybody else getting them to conceive of all this other stuff and it's like no it's you're you're dawning that this is your conceiving that i think i've pinpointed for me why it doesn't feel like a tragedy is because the idea it's the idea of toxic masculinity right that's that's being pursued and considered and that fails so that's good or at least in our society that's feels good um we don't want toxic masculinity to rule the day yeah but i don't know well i mean i guess i would say peter killing somebody like that is that also a sign of toxic masculinity No, because he's protecting his mother. Yeah, he he was he was doing that for his his motivation was different. But you you refer to him as a serial killer. Is that presented as a positive? I I, I wouldn't. This was clearly directed to the person threatening his mother. But did it feel like a good thing that he did that? Hmm. For the other characters in the objective story, it was a good thing. For Phil, it wasn't. But even the way that it's presented, um, do we get this? I don't remember. Do we get to see Peter smiling and he's like really happy about what he's done? That that last scene where he's looking out the window, he sees George and Rose come home. They kiss in the driveway, and he looks back, and he has sort of a 
sense of satisfaction. Yeah, like a satisfied look on his face. I, I think it, it's very subtle. There's a lot of a lot of subtleties here, but yeah. He set out what he had to do, which was to protect his mother. <clears throat> yeah. What's lacking was a confrontation between the murderer and the murderee. In other words, it's not clear that Phil ever realized what yeah, got him sick. The problem would be is if it is conceiving, and if that's the goal of the story or where everything's headed, and it was a success, then that would mean uh, Peter is the protagonist. And so then what is he trying to conceive? Conceiving of a way to help his mom. He knows what to do. I don't, that's why I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that fits. Whereas I can see Phil trying to get people to get the idea to leave. Hey, don't marry her. Don't do this. You know, you shouldn't be gay. All, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to pinpoint for me why it doesn't feel like a, a full tragedy. It doesn't feel like Hamlet or Othello or well, you know, any of this. One female mental sex. Okay. So I don't know if tragedy completely answers. To me, it's more of a disconnection, like just being separate from yourself. To a female mental sex, that's the worst possible thing in the world, is not being integrated with your environment, okay. being out of the body. So, so it doesn't have a platoon sense either. I mean... I mean, there's there's a sense of of in platoon. There's a there's just a, a sense of of for lack of a better word, of it all is worthless. It's not worth a crap. It just results in nothingness. Um, we get that from, <laughs> but you don't get that sense in this film. We get a mm -hmm. sense that that what happened here was worth something. And that's why we're making excuses for the killing. That that's why you had, <clears throat> that's why it's important to think of the protagonist and antagonist and who's moving towards who's moving, who's pursuing, who's considering, and who's trying to avoid something. And I would say platoon is a female mental sex directed and written by a man or male mental sex. And then, you know. Are the dog is female, which is like written by a female. So it might have even more of a sensation of that disconnection. And I think what another tragic female one is. I think streetcar is female. Maybe Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge female. <laughs> That's female and that's tragedy. That's failure bad. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it feels a lot worse than me. But yeah. But I don't I don't know. The the other thing too, and this is just another thing is issues of success and failure. If you're not really driven towards an outcome, it's harder to determine success failure. The good bad is a lot closer to what that would feel like. Yeah. But again, the, the outcome is not something we want to see. I mean, because the outcome is driving her out of the 
Well, so then if, if the outcome is a success, what is the conceived idea that, or the conceiving that is a success? That toxic masculinity is, works. That it works? If it's a success, yes. Oh, I know, but in the film, is that what we, is that what happened? No, but I'm saying we don't want, as an audience, I, I don't want to see toxic masculinity succeed. Oh, but what you want doesn't matter. That's what the story is. Well, no, but I'm saying that my reception of it is it doesn't feel like a tragedy to me because toxic masculinity fails, which is... It, it, that, that's a positive to me. Okay, like culturally, I would say, yeah, that would be the same yeah. thing. The, which is why it doesn't feel tragic, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. But do you, even though he's the bully, do you have any sort of sense of empathy for Phil? Like, do you get a sense that he's somebody who's had to repress things because of the environment that he's grown up in? And now he finally gets to a place where he's like starting to open up after all this time. You do. You also feel a, a, a sense of danger for everyone else still. So it's, a, it's an interesting balancing act but yes you do you do feel some empathy for him yes of course he's grooming peter and he fails at it they never yeah, I, didn't, I, it. I never felt any empathy for phil about <laughs> 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 him opening up or anything no 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 <laughs> but then i was leaning towards he was going to kill the kid out on the cliffs <laughs> anyway so <laughs> no i think he's very confused he was very attracted to him very jealous not only of his brother for finding love, but jealous of this kid for being able to do whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. so he finally gets to a place where he starts to see things differently, but he, he ends up opening up to the wrong person. Right. Opens up to another spider who's entrapping him. <clears throat> so if we were to look at the problem and solution or the, the two elements, in here for Phil, which quad seems to be strongest. <clears throat> hmm. Denial has a, you know, with stories about repressed sexuality denial is usually a big factor oh i'm sorry just to hear in the contemplation so between investigation appraisal reappraisal and doubt mm -hmm. which one of these four could be the the core of what phil is going through in the story well i think reappraisal might be like it's it Peter is causing him to reappraise his whole well being. Think, think of right. Phil to the exclusion of Peter. What are what are his issues with being gay? No, nothing. Well, certainly 
there's there's a there's a non-acceptance of his homosexuality on his own part um and does it then does he get to a place of acceptance at the end it's closer to it i, I don't know is the gift giving a symbolic gesture he would basically be talking about the potential relation the future relationship and fruition of his grooming he'd basically take over the bronco henry's role in peter's life that he had in his own mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which makes me think that there was not ever a non-acceptance right um, he didn't he didn't he did not discard bronco henry he made bronco henry a saint mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. he emulated him that he, his goal was to actually perpetuate that relationship he wanted to have his own he wanted to be bronco henry himself for peter mm. <clears throat> okay, so then is there another quad that might work out better? The screen is blank right now. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, it's back. Okay. <clears throat> is, it, is it back right now? Yeah. Okay. So I like the quad under investigation and the quad under doubt. Um, but I like this two of those well i actually under doubt i could deal with all four of those um and and, and in the sense of evaluation and reevaluation um let's see it and, and and we're going to say he's a change character so um yeah i would i would tend to say that that uh his response is production <laughs> and reduction is his focus what he sees has problems outside and yeah that's and, definitely bullying i mean that's that's the bullying there right there for sure yeah and then and then evaluation is 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 probably what drives him and he changes to reevaluation and kicks the bucket yeah i would agree with that especially how Johnny described as the bullying quad. This is, I have, this is the way things are. Whatever you can do to repress that. And then the bullying is all the production stuff. And then at the end, when he's starting to reevaluate all that stuff, it's not a solution. He's just balancing the two of them. He hasn't completely mm -hmm. changed it. Mm-hmm. Which, because of the story dynamics, that would mean that the issue and the objective story is deficiency. Rose is like deficient to the core. Um, her husband, I don't know what his thing is, but he's, he's deficient from the movie because he disappears for like yeah. 90%. <laughs> Obviously, the kid is deficient. They're out in the middle of nothingness mm -hmm. um, and what people want you know deficiencies want and wants you know what you want to do and you won't do this because you can't let yourself be seen a certain way i think plays heavily mm. how that plays out 
Hmm. Which would then mean that um, Mr. Peter would be driven by reduction probability to possibility. So if you think of somebody who's reduced down to just being whatever sort of slur you want to use, that creates a lot of uh, drive that people are most likely going to think of you a certain way. And so you just work on your own possibilities, your own. That's why he's just like consumed with his own stuff. Can you explain why, Jim, why? Because uh, we were in the bottom right quad, right? And when you got, went to P. So because Peter, you moved it over, is that right? Or my Peter's yeah. in universe. Yeah, you're so in efficiency, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm doing dramatic in my head. So the idea is that Phil is problem and solution is evaluation, reevaluation. Yeah. So then bring that over into the objective story evaluation. Yeah. So the other pair is going to be the influence character's focus and direction. Probability, possibility. Oh. And what happens then is in the influence character and the relationship story, they get tweaked out. Oh. They're not perfect. Got it. So that's why it would end up in here. His issue will be attempt, which is great for him. Because mm-hmm. he's doing things outside of his wheelhouse, but that's not going to stop him. He doesn't. He gets on the horse, even though he knows people are going to give him crap. But reduction is always like the, when it's a drive from somebody. Also seeing his mother being reduced down to something gives mm-hmm. him like the drive to do that. Or if you, know, you get the sense that he's been through this a bunch of times before somebody else like Phil, and he's just not going to have any of it. Hmm. And then if it is a failure story, that would mean that the relationship quad is here which i think works really well you would have acceptance to be their focus and non-acceptance or rejection to be the direction of the relationship interesting and i think that's the, the closest you can get to it and it's like I agree, like, when it comes to the concerns, like, it's kind of like, eh, it's harder to say, but I, I think these elements of character are a lot cleaner and a lot closer to what is in the film. And definitely the issues come up a lot more and you see a lot more of that stuff. But it's not very plot-driven, so it's kind of harder to see, seeing and learning, and then was the part of this was the antagonist. And then that's when you have to start getting a little broader than what you usually find in dramatic theory, which is like what it means to have a female mental sex mindset, what it means to be able to balance all these things. What does a tragedy look like for somebody who doesn't think things are tragic? It just thinks that things are disconnected from your own self. Anybody have any questions on the phone? I'll throw this out there for anybody who wants to play with it later, but um, uh, we definitely do need to pick judgment to arrive at the signposts. Okay. And a judgment of good looks like better signposts that match, in my opinion, um, than a judgment of bad. Well, before you get to that, (laughs) 
Does the the story outcome does it do anything? Um, to to oh, let me unselect. Story outcome needs a benchmark to be picked, or a catalyst, or unique ability. And that's the only thing that affects, right? It doesn't affect the act order. Um, no, it does affect the act order. Well, was that a, an affirmative? It does affect or it doesn't? It does, because I don't have my signpost. Without the outcome, I only okay. have one line of signposts picked. I know I know. in a steadfast female mental sex story, it has no effect. You can make it success or failure. It doesn't matter, which is compelling in and of itself. Um, so the benchmark choices are what? They're probably subconscious and memory, is that it? Um, in the OS, it's developing a plan and changing one's nature. Yeah, so conceptualizing or becoming. Let's do Phil. And in Phil, it's uh, memories are innermost desires. Okay. What about... What's his face? His will be past and future. And then their relationship yeah. of understanding and obtaining. <clears throat> Does anybody have any thoughts? And and what are these two things that we're saying? So this is the this is the benchmark of each through line. And that'll usually come through pretty clear as like the actual storytelling. So whereas the concern is what really is going on, the benchmark is how the story measures whether the concern is getting stronger or lighter. Okay. It can sometimes be confused for the concern, which is interesting because those are the two that Nick picked. So but you, you picked two quads. So which one is the benchmark or you're saying the oh, benchmark so is the relationship? The way, yeah, the way it works is if, if the concerns are here in the bottom right, mm -hmm. the benchmark or the other four through lines will be either future and obtaining, becoming and subconscious or it'll be past understanding, developing a plan and memories. Okay. They're, they're just, they're either, they're one of two options, this one or that one. And so it's a way to talk about a different way to get to it. It's a little less because you can do a lot of confirmation bias to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, but does anybody have any thoughts, you know, given those two without Nick giving it away, <laughs> what would the, which benchmarks seem stronger? <clears throat> Oh, did I lose it? Here, it's back. So if we were to go with this crazy idea that it's present learning and conceiving and contemplations, do the benchmarks seem like future obtaining, becoming an innermost desires or past understanding, developing a plan and memories? So for Phil, it's pretty balanced, right? It's like his contemplations, he measures whether or not he can be more contemplative of the kind of life he wants based on his growing desires and his memories, right? I think Buck Henry or whoever that is. <laughs> I know you've got right. me on Buck Henry. <laughs> it definitely is a part of it. I think maybe it's more so towards the end, but those two seem pretty close to me. There is an argument that Barack O'Henry is the influence character. And I maybe know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> don't start. Don't start. <laughs> Almost done. Um, so for the conceiving part, you know, we have the 
the way that the family's changing, because definitely, because she's being driven to alcohol, she's going crazy. And I, I don't know if developing a plan works as well as a benchmark. It might work for one character, but I mean, that plan's pretty much set. So I would give the weight here to becoming or the relationship, um, you know, learning where it's like learning, hey, this is how you ride the Santa, this is how you do a rope, like let's go out and are gonna kill a rabbit, that kind of stuff. It's either issues of who's in charge of this relationship, who has control obtaining or understanding what this relationship is all about. I would still go 50-50. I don't know if anybody has, they both seem pretty good to me. And then finally, so for Peter in the present is the benchmark, the future or the past. I, I would say like future for mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also, he, he, he wants, yeah, he wants to be a doctor. That's, that's where his head is. Yeah. He's, yeah, so, he's sort of sealed up. His mother's future is now more bright and shiny now that he's killed Phil. I, I would go back to school and not or maybe not worry about his mom so much. Yeah. Well, and so so if we if we pick future with 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 Peter, then transforming or changing one's nature in the OS, um, that that seems to work with the whole nature. The family is now changed, um, so that's an increasing uh, benchmark. Um, On on innermost desires, well, that's a good benchmark because he, they they've gone. He has no more. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I know that's not quite right, but <laughs> about when the guy dies at the end, <laughs> no more desires. <laughs> and what what is the? But we actually but we actually see his desires increase over the course of the film. Um as growing more and more desirous of Peter, so to speak. And then what becomes of the story form if you said that? Um, if I take that, uh, it's an outcome failure. Okay. Does it not but do the judgment? It does not do the judgment at all, and I still need the judgment for my signposts. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. What, what are the, the signposts that you have? Or what are the ones that are still left? Let's, let's do that. Okay, the ones that are still left are um, the MC in fixed attitude and the RS in activity. None of those are chosen, although some have been eliminated. Is it one of four or is there a choice? Uh, all, all, in fact, all of them are any of two. Oh, okay. So, oh, so for, for one of them, oh, well, uh, just... Well, don't tell me what it is, but set one to good, or <laughs> I'll tell you what, pick either good or bad, yes. and then tell me what the story form is, but don't tell me what the judgment is that you pick. You say, tell you what the story form is, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> the, the signpost? Sign yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> the signpost for the main character, with the one that I picked, um, go memories, impulsive responses, innermost desires, and contemplation. Got it. So that's a uh, uh, 
a Z pattern, I believe. Yes. Right. Objective story. And and, and the RS. Oh, oh, you want the objective story? The objective uh, story. Because that was picked without the income, with without the the judgment. Oh, oh, okay. So let's forget the objective story. What are the ones that were changed? MC and the RS. Right. And the RS goes um, doing, obtaining, gathering information, and understanding. So that's a Z with a bottom hump. And then the other one is, so flip it, and then what's that? And it's really interesting to me that the only thing that's being changed here is the main character and relationship story, which is the most important thing of a female mental sex story form. It's mm. not that important. But go ahead. Mm. Oh, and if, if I do it the other way? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, doing it the other way, the main character goes impulsive responses, innermost desires, contemplation, and memories. So that's an X with a bottom hump. And relationship story is understanding, doing, obtaining, and uh, learning. And so that's a Z. And so basically they switched their patterns. Mm -hmm. All right. What does everybody think? <laughs> I need an umbrella. <laughs> Nick doesn't get to say because he knows what the difference is. Right. Does anybody have any feelings towards one or the other? Main character. So that if you know, Phil's the main character, pre-conscious is like these, like he's just thrown to bully. I mean, he's just he's not trying very hard to bully. It's almost it's like innate in him. Is that what pre-conscious would be? It's just sort of an, yeah, it's it's an impulse, like, just fight or flight. You can't help. Yeah. You lose my thing here. Right. So I wonder if that would be where main character starts. <clears throat> then you, the uh, subconscious, I always get the difference between preconscious and subconscious. I, I uh, don't always understand, but, <clears throat> but maybe the subconscious is where we start to see him, um, you know, with the scarf and kind of his sort of <clears throat> erotic uh, sort of sensibilities in, in some of those um, sequences. Conscious is maybe when he's becoming conscious of Peter, beginning to groom him, thinking the possibilities of that. And memory is maybe even when that, that uh, you know, he's bringing up Bronco Henry and he's thinking maybe I can be, you know, I can groom Peter, the way Bronco Henry groomed me. I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know if any of that is making sense. Oh, so we're doing- To me, that seems to flow. I'm sorry. So you, um, Brendan goes for this one. Yeah. All right, how about Johnny? Johnny, which ones do you like? Hmm. Um, well, the under, in the relationship understanding, I could see, there's a very mis a misunderstanding about what this relationship is. You know, at the outset, doing their, you know, they're 
you know, roping and riding horses and obtaining their killing stuff and losing the losing the thing. Um, the the mats bites sorry bites, and then learning is like uh, this is this is the this is the opportunity to kill you. And also in the relationship, learning what kind of that. What yeah, that scene where they're smoking. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then memory for him at the, in the final signpost is, you know, all of. Yeah. The I, guy's I, name, but Buck Henry stuff. <laughs> I, I like these. The, the learning, yeah. the learning, that whole scene kind of towards the end. I'm guessing it's probably in the fourth act of the cigarette smoking and there Peter's asking him questions. That's a real learning kind of scene. It seems For sure. Um, and there's also to, uh, you mentioned um, that there was a misunderstanding somewhere. It, it, I forget where it was. Uh, the second act Phil says to Peter, we got off on the wrong foot. Like he acknowledges we had a misunderstanding, you know, um, that was yeah. interesting. But I think it's also like Phil's totally misunderstanding what's going on between them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. All right, Nick, which one is this? <clears throat> that is bad. Yeah, I mean, that is a bad judgment, bad. Yeah. Personally, I like the other one better, and I think you'd make a strong argument for it, but there you have it. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. The reason this one's good is because it hasn't been moved out of position. It just goes in that C. And the reason this one's bad is because it has. That's why you get the good and bad. At least in that King on Amplitzak story. <clears throat> I'm sorry, could you say that again? It's the way the order jumbles mm -hmm. Is makes it bad? Is, is that what you're saying? I think he means that the order reflects bad. Yeah. So that if you if you know the order, so you why, know what's being reflected. So? Oh well, now that's the ten dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just think like female mental sex wants to be in perfect alignment and everything balanced and no inequity. So the model at rest is everything moves in a Z pattern. That's the model at rest, the model of dramatica. So it would make sense that a good balanced feeling has a Z pattern. And that when you get that mixed up or jumbled up and you feel a disconnect between you and the outside world, that's where you get that bad judgment. Yeah. That's what's happening there. So is it failure bad or success bad? And are we that bad, or is there still an argument for good? It's it was tragedy. Yeah, because choosing the benchmarks put it the failure, which was pretty clear. And then just going through this. Failure bad. And the bad chamber again. So this is a tragedy. Is that right? If it's failure yeah. bad. Yeah, so the ending one, so just so you can see, it would be um, <laughs> changed, stop, fear, female, action, option, not 
failure bad psychology in the OS conceding and then deficiency and then evaluation is the problem. And that answers your 12 essential questions. Yeah, once you have that, then I'm you can curious, get what does the story goal end up being, uh, Nick, in the model? What is it'll be conceiving? It'll be conceiving, be conceiving. Okay, the story goal always matches the OS concern. Okay, I think that'll do it unless anybody has any questions. It's now 9 15. Next month is Daka Shane month. Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh, oh. <laughs> you, haven't that? you haven't done Ferris Bueller yet? No, no, we haven't. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Can't wait for That'll the parade. Be, it'll be a little bit happier than the power of the dog. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Much different kind of film. Well, thank you, everybody. This was really fun. Thank you for putting up. I, my I have one, I have one question. So yeah. there is some kind of relief that he does kill him off before he destroys his mother. So it's a failure bad, but where are we allowed to feel good about that? I mean, where does that fit in the story form? Well, I think there's a really interesting thing with the story form and what culturally is accepted or what is expected. So, yeah, you feel good that it's like, oh. She didn't get killed. He didn't get hurt or her mother didn't go crazy. But still the story form based on what we did still has that feeling of like, ah, oh, but it's, it still doesn't feel right. Like I still feel like because I, I was that. personally Phil, I didn't feel that sense of uh, resolution and, and getting to a place where I can feel balanced. And so, yeah, culturally, yes, he, he killed him, but still he's kind of psychotic in the way that he does things and not sure what he's going to do with the rest of his life. So that's a little odd. But yes, he did save his mom from whatever it is that the torture that he was feeling from Phil. But that's where you can play with that thing where it's like things, things work out and people expect that, oh, that's good, but I don't really have a really great overwhelming sense of triumph or really great uplifting feeling from it because it's that's not true. just about protecting the mother it's about all this other stuff that's going on like trying to figure out who you and are that's why i think we had to put in that mm -hmm. voiceover at the start saying what kind of man would i be if i didn't protect my mother because it just sets up the sympathy lines for something that makes us sympathetic to an outright killing where yeah, killing was not uh, really I, warranted. Can I make a note? I just I looked at the shooting script right before looking at the class to see if you know if it had the narration in there, and it wasn't in there. It wasn't in the shooting script that narrated section at the very beginning of the movie. So. Um, I don't know if that's typical, but that was put in. No, I think the studio later. was very worried that this would be too subtle a story. And, uh, um, and, and they made. Uh, I don't know if that's significant or not, but just thought it was interesting. 
So as I was saying, I think the studio made Jane do certain things to make it more apparent what was going on because it, they were really worried it was, it was just being too subtle. Okay. Um, that's what I read. And she fought them on a lot of things, but apparently this was one thing that she wasn't going to fight them on. Okay, you want your voiceover, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was an original, this originally was a novel, right? Yes. Yeah, somebody who was in from Montana. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So yeah, it would be interesting to see how that plays out with the actual novel, but I'm sure that that's what kind of changed there. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Jim. That was fun. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.